1: That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon.
0: We hope you enjoy this episode from our series, Famous Fates. It's about the impactful lives and shocking deaths of history's most influential people. To hear even more episodes each week, subscribe to Famous Fates exclusively on Spotify.
1: I'm sorry,
2: Caesar. You, too, my child.
3: Hi, I'm Vanessa Richardson.
0: And I'm Carter Roy. Welcome to Famous Fates, a ParCast original, exclusive to Spotify.
3: Each week, we'll release five fresh episodes centered around a common theme, such as Hollywood icons, influential women, or music legends.
0: In each episode, we'll take a close look at the remarkable life of a different person. With the help of voice actors, we'll dramatize their incredible lives, reimagining their greatest and weakest moments.
3: Then we'll examine their controversial deaths, Some deaths came too soon, some remained shrouded in mystery, and some changed the world forever.
0: Today, we're covering
3: Gaius Julius Caesar.
0: A military general, Caesar rose to power as part of the Roman triumvirate, but then took power as a dictator in the first century B.C. But this great power led to his infamous
3: death. Now, back to the life of Julius Caesar.
0: Gaius Julius Caesar. Man, where do you even start with him?
3: You almost want to start right with his death.
0: It is among the most famous deaths in history.
3: Et tu, Brute, and all that.
0: But if we started with the death, then we'd miss out on one of history's greatest stories. The story of a general who altered the course of an entire empire, and really, an entire world.
3: Well. Why don't we start from day one?
0: Sounds like a good idea to me.
3: Gaius Julius Caesar was born on July 12, 100 BCE in the city of Rome. He
0: was a member of the Gens Julia, whom, according to Roman legend, were descendants of Aeneas, the star of Virgil's Aeneid, and the ancestor of Romulus and Remus, the ancient founders of Rome.
3: And, of course, in these legends, Aeneas is the son of the Roman goddess Venus.
0: So, Caesar was descended from the gods?
3: Technically, yes.
0: Well, his family must have been pretty well off, considering they were direct descendants of one of the first Romans.
3: Not exactly. While Caesar's father, also named Gaius Julius Caesar, held a minor governorship in Rome's Asian province, modern-day Turkey, The family was on the lower end of the political and financial totem pole.
0: That governorship most likely came from the Gaius' sister, Julia, marrying Gaius Marius, a very prominent and important figure in Rome at the time.
3: Gaius seemed to be at the top of the baby names list back in the 100s.
0: As was Caesar in the Gens Julia. According to Roman history, Pliny the Elder...
3: Pliny the Elder?
0: Yes. Pliny the Elder.
3: (laughs) Ancient Rome had the best names. Yes,
0: they did. Well, according to Pliny the Elder, the name Caesar came from one of the ancestors of the family being born of Caesarean section, which originally came from the Roman word caedera, to cut.
3: Huh. Caesar, Caesarean section, makes a lot of sense.
0: Well, the later biography of Rome, Historia Augusta, would dispute this. It asserts that the name Caesar comes either from the Latin word for thick hair, for gray eyes, or for killing an elephant.
3: That's a very specific image, but knowing Caesar and knowing that he would later have coins printed that featured elephants, I'm kind of inclined to believe that last one.
0: Well, Caesar was homeschooled, taught by his mother, Aurelio Cotta and by a man named Marcus Antonius Nifo, who would go on to tutor many of Rome's greatest orators and politicians.
3: Like many ancient Roman and Greek legends, there's not much recorded about his formative years.
0: And it's not like today, where parents like to document every single moment of childhood.
3: All of the biographies on Caesar begin at his teenage years. Though it's possible these biographies originally had paragraphs about his younger days, if they did, they are now, sadly, lost to history.
0: His teenage years are, in fact, a very good place to start with Caesar's journey to the top of Rome. A journey that would start with tragedy when Caesar was 16. Come on, Father. We've got to go.
2: Father! 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 Father, what's wrong?
1: It seems, son, as if it is time to take my journey to the River Styx. You hold the power in this family now. You are the one who has to find power. Be good, son.
2: I'll be better.
0: (sighs) I must be better.
3: The death of Gaius was devastating to the Gens Julia.
0: I would imagine. In any time in history, losing a loved one isn't easy.
3: Well, yes. But I was also talking about the loss of the family's political power. Oh. Gaius was grooming the young Caesar to succeed him in his political life, hoping to continually increase the family's power and to restore the great Julia name to its mythological origins.
0: But Gaius's early death, I assume, meant that Caesar was too young to take over his father's political career.
3: That's correct. Caesar's entire life up to that point was heading towards that destiny. And now in an instant, it had been swept away.
0: And consider that now, at the age of 16, Caesar was the head of the family. The burdens of his family's life and welfare now rested on his shoulders.
3: Caesar didn't back down from these challenges. He turned this into a positive of sorts, to make him and his family better than his father could have ever imagined.
0: He began to plan a new path towards a better life. His initial plan was to marry into a wealthy family.
3: He was soon engaged to a wealthy woman named Cassusia, whom he had been promised to since his birth.
0: Caesar generally would have had to wait a couple years before actually getting married to his lifelong bride. But with his father's death, Caesar pushed the engagement ahead quite a bit. While Caesar was trying to settle his future, a civil war loomed in Rome.
3: Much of Caesar's childhood was surrounded by the Social Wars, a war between Rome and the other cities of Italy over the rights of Roman citizenship.
0: You're telling me the Social Wars has nothing to do with Twitter?
3: Unfortunately, no. Although Rome would end up winning this war, it was only the beginning of the Republic's troubles. The Social Wars featured the rise of a number of military stars, but none were more significant than Lucius Cornelius Sulla and Gaius Marius.
0: Gaius Marius, as in Caesar's uncle by marriage?
3: One and the same. Sulla was actually Marius's protege during the war, but their opposing political ambitions would soon lead to them breaking apart.
0: Sulla and Marius were members of separate political factions, and the social war strain on Rome brought a great tension between the parties to the surface.
3: Sulla was an optimate, and believed in the authority of the Senate and the power of the upper classes, whereas Marius was a populaires, who pushed for more input from the popular assemblies and tribunals.
0: An age-old battle, really.
3: In the aftermath of the social wars, Sulla and Marius both sought to lead the armies to war against another enemy, Mithridates of Pontus, who was warring over Rome's eastern territories.
0: And the Senate initially voted for Sulla to take the armies to war.
3: However, when Sulla left the city, a tribunal voted against the measure and transferred the power of the army to Marius.
0: And when Sulla got word of this, well, he wasn't happy. He marched back to Rome, preparing to take on anyone in his way. We have to get out of here. Why?
1: Haven't you heard? Sulla's marching on Rome. What? Sulla's marching on Rome with Rome's own army. And with your relationship with Gaius Marius, we need to get you to a safe place, quickly. My place, just outside the city. We can hide you there. I must get my wife. Hurry. We don't have much time.
3: Caesar could only watch as Rome's own men, for the first time in its history, sieged the city. It was an image that would remain with him for the rest of his life.
0: Sulla was successful in taking back his command. He exiled Marius and proudly left Rome with all of its soldiers to fight Mithridates.
3: But as Sulla was making his way to the eastern provinces, Marius formed a ragtag army and staged their own invasion of Rome.
0: Marius, alongside his ally, Lucius Cornelius Cinna, purged Rome of many of Sulla's followers and declared Sulla an enemy of the state.
3: Lucius Cornelius Sulla and Lucius Cornelius Cinna on opposite ends of the war. Man, names in ancient Rome must have been very confusing.
0: Yes, they seem to be. In any case, Sulla was now an enemy of Rome. And because he was so far off, even when word reached him, he could not immediately return.
3: It was a good idea in theory, at least. Take back power and either hope that Sulla dies in battle or that you can build your following enough to take down, well, your own army.
0: Marius died early in the next year, leaving Cinna in charge of the new political movement. But Marius left one gift for his family.
3: Specifically
0: for the young Julius Caesar. A war out east and Caesar's young age meant inheriting his father's old governorship was out of the question. But Marius and his followers were able to procure the position of Dialis for Caesar instead. Caesar
3: was now the high priest of the leader of the gods, Jupiter. Well, that seems like it's a pretty important position. It definitely was. Though not as powerful as a governorship, it was as respected. Gens Julia was making its way back to the top. Cinna
0: took a great interest in Caesar, most likely as a favor to Marius, and took him under his wing during his time in power.
3: Cinna is noted as a man who easily made tyranny look like democracy. Hmm, I wonder if that will come back up in Caesar's lifetime. Mm -hmm. Cinna thought so highly of the young Julius Caesar that he allowed him to marry his daughter.
0: Wait, uh, Wait, what happened to Kasusha?
3: Well, as the Flumin Dialis, Caesar was required to marry into the upper class. And although Cassusia was wealthy, she was still a member of what was essentially the middle class at the time.
0: Oh, so the law required Caesar to break off his relationship with his bride.
3: Indeed. Cassusia was left in the dust, and Caesar was married to Cornelia, the daughter of Cinna.
0: So Caesar's plan to get power through marriage still was successful, just not in the way he expected.
3: Cornelia and Caesar had a single child together, Julia, and Caesar seemed happy. It seems he had kept his promise to make a better life than his father.
0: But then came the Sulla
3: problem. Of course, word reached Sulla of all the machinations happening in Rome. He still had to defeat Mithridates, but in the back of his mind, he was always thinking of his return to Rome.
0: After claiming Roman victory, Sulla rushed through two days of peace negotiations and didn't even contact the Senate about terms highly irregular, but Sulla was determined to save Rome.
3: Sulla and Cinna's armies engaged in a bloody battle, but the sheer power of the Sulla's army, alongside Cinna's death at the hands of a mutiny, meant Sulla was again victorious.
0: Sulla appointed himself indefinite dictator, and immediately went to work dismantling the regime Marius had begun. Sulla and his men destroyed statues, dug up Marius's corpse and threw it into the river, and took away the power of Marius's allies,
3: which included Caesar's position as the flamen dialis.
4: Caesar, you understand that I can strip you of your inheritance, your wife's inheritance, and your position as the high priest of Jupiter? I would guess that I don't have much of a choice in the matter. You are a smart boy. You will lose all this, but you can choose to save your own life. (laughs) Oh.
2: You would be so kind?
4: Of course. You think me to be a savage? Your life can be spared if you choose to divorce Cornelia.
2: No. What? You can take away my power, my money, my pride, my life, but you cannot take away that which is personal to me.
4: Do you not understand the position you are in, boy?
2: Oh, I understand. I understand that you're scared of the power that I may yet hold.
4: I hold all the power here!
2: That's what you think.
4: This is an act of treason against the dictator of Rome. Know that your life has ended, Caesar and it is by your own hand.
0: Caesar's defiance of Sulla was shocking to the new regime, and the first sign of Caesar's brash side.
3: Sulla officially put out a proscription for Caesar not long afterwards. Proscription was basically a means of the state approving the murder of a person.
0: But one had to find the approved victim first, and no one could find the condemned Julius Caesar.
3: Meanwhile, the family and friends of Caesar, who mostly and conveniently were Sulla supporters, pleaded with Sulla to keep the young Caesar alive.
0: Even the Vestal Virgins declared that it would be a mistake in the eyes of the gods to murder him.
3: Now that's a big endorsement on your resume.
0: (laughs) Eventually, Sulla was calmed down and he canceled the proscription on Julius Caesar.
4: Have your own way and take him. Only bear in mind that the man you are so eager to save will one day deal the death-blow to the cause of the aristocracy, which you have joined with me in upholding. For in this Caesar there exists many Mariuses."
0: Caesar could now breathe a sigh of relief. He was safe. For now.
3: Caesar didn't exactly see Sulla as a trustworthy guy. He still was on the warpath of taking down Marius's previous allies. There was nothing to indicate that Sulla wouldn't reverse his pardon on Caesar if he sneezed the wrong way.
0: So Caesar and his wife ran from Rome while they were safe from officially being murdered.
3: They headed toward the eastern provinces, where he still had many associates who remembered his father well.
0: He also decided to join the army, which would be the beginning of his lifelong passion
3: and his true rise to power a passion that would have been impossible to find a couple of months beforehand. Because he was too young? No, because he was the Flamen Dialus. The High Priest of Jupiter was not allowed to look at the army or spend more than a few nights outside the city. Heck, he wasn't even allowed to touch a horse.
0: Seems a little extreme.
3: You're telling me. But if Marius' followers had kept in power, or even if Sulla had not stripped Caesar of his position, he could have never even looked to the army as an option, literally.
0: The entire history of our world would be different if Caesar was never allowed to touch a horse.
3: (laughs) The world would be different simply if Caesar had done anything other than be a successful soldier and he was a very successful soldier.
0: He was known for his bravery in battle and was one of the youngest ever recipients of the civic crown, an award given for saving a civilian in battle.
3: Caesar grew such a reputation among his comrades that he was often entrusted by the generals to take on the most important and significant tasks.
0: As an example, he was entrusted to travel to Bithynia to chat with its king, King Nicomedes, in hopes of making an ally of his naval fleet.
3: A new soldier, a former enemy of Rome, now was being sent on his lonesome to make a deal with a king. Let that sink in.
0: And Caesar spent a long time in Bithynia. Such a long time, in fact, that it was constantly questioned what he was doing over there.
3: It's likely that Caesar was building his own personal relationship with the king, with an eye on his future political aspirations. If he had a personal relationship with the country, then it wouldn't be too hard to form a partnership if Caesar happened to find himself in a position of power.
0: But the rumor that spread around Rome was that Caesar engaged in a sexual relationship with the king.
3: This rumor followed Caesar around for his entire life. Even the soldiers he commanded would jest him about the legend.
0: Caesar vehemently denied the rumor, but really, we'll never know what happened in Bithynia.
3: Caesar fought with the military until 78 BCE, when he received word that Sulla was dead.
0: Caesar picked up his family and finally returned home. A home that always had a special place in his heart.
3: Caesar, however, was back at square one now, or really at square zero, as he was much worse off societally now than he was when he left.
0: The loss of his inheritance meant he had no money, and his military success meant very little to the general public.
3: Plus, with the optimates that supported Sulla still in charge of Rome, Caesar wasn't going to take any chances in getting back what he lost.
0: And even when he was made aware of a new anti-Sulla group forming, he found the group so lacking in leadership and corrupt that he chose not to participate, even though it would have raised him back to prominence.
3: Instead, he found a nice house in Sabura, living among the lower classes of Rome, and turned to a life of legal advocacy.
0: Something he turned out to be rather good at.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, my fellow Romans, we are here today not to discuss the past lives of Cornelius Dolabella. It seems that, to many, he lived a great past life. Even I can see that. No, we are here to talk about the corruption, the extortion, the lies and the cheating that he lived through in his most recent life as triumph. By the end of this trial, You'll wish for his blood to run through these streets. You'll wish that those past lives could have never even existed. You'll.
0: Cicero, he seems a
1: little harsh, no? Oh, come now, Quintus. Which orator would you rank above him?
3: Who can rile a crowd more, get them more engaged than Caesar? Rome. Caesar really came into his own during this period. His powerful word choices, in combination with his wild hand gestures and distinctive, slightly high-pitched voice, made him one of Rome's most noted speakers.
0: But even as Caesar gained fame for taking down Rome's most corrupt leaders, he felt that he still had much room to improve.
3: So he once again picked up his things and left Rome, this time heading to Rhodes to study under the greatest Greek orators.
0: Unfortunately, along the way, he was kidnapped by Cilician pirates.
3: How would Caesar
0: handle that? We'll we'll see, after a quick word about our sponsors.
3: We'll return to our story in just a moment. Now, back to the life of Julius Caesar. Okay, you said Caesar was kidnapped by pirates? Yep, pirates. How much should we demand for his release? Twenty gold talents. Aye.
1: This boy seems worth that much. You'll be severely underpaid if that's what you're demanding. You
2: dare speak out of turn? Only 20 gold talents? I'm worth at least 50.
1: 50? You really think you're worth that much? Of course.
2: I'm a war hero, a famous speaker, a rising star among the Romans. You can easily demand 50 and get it. All right. We'll ask for 50 then. Thanks. Your brashness is admirable, prisoner. Please. Call me Caesar. Do you think you could grab me something to write with? I'm
1: in the mood to write some poetry. He's asking for demands now? (laughs) Wonderful, why not? It's the least we can do. After all, you're making us 50 gold richer.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And also know this. Once the ransom is paid and I am returned to Rome, I will get our armies, raise a fleet, and chase after you until you are captured and crucified by my own hands. Well, we'll
1: just get you something to write with then.
3: For the 38 days he was prisoner of these pirates, Caesar refused to act like a prisoner.
0: He joked around with them, played games, and exercised alongside them.
3: And yes, he even wrote poetry, dramatically read it to the pirates, and called them barbarians for not appreciating his brilliant work.
0: Eventually, the pirates received the 50 gold pieces Caesar had promised, and Caesar was released. He didn't hesitate to make good on his promise.
3: He got his fleet. He chased, captured, and brought back the pirates to Rome to have them crucified.
0: But Caesar remembered how well his captors had treated him during his imprisonment, so... He slit all their throats, as they were crucified, in order to lessen their suffering.
3: That's Caesar being nice, folks.
0: With that out of the way, he finally made his way to Rhodes. But he was only there briefly before he was called back to military action in Asia.
3: By the time Caesar again returned to Rome, his stock has greatly risen. Between his military bravery, his speaking career, and his ordeal with the pirates, the legends around Caesar had already begun to grow.
0: Caesar was finally elected to public office, becoming military tribune in 72 BCE.
3: It was around this time that the Roman army dealt with the Spartacus uprising. It's likely that, as a military tribune, Caesar was involved in quelling the revolt.
0: A couple years later, in 69 BCE, Caesar was elected quaestor, or a taxman, of the Hispania province.
3: But not long after this election, Caesar's mother, Julia, his aunt, also Julia, and his wife, Cornelia, died in quick succession.
0: Caesar gave the eulogies at all of their funerals. And the eulogy for his aunt is one of the only records of Caesar's speeches we still have access to today.
2: The family of my aunt Julia is descended by her mother from the kings, and on her father's side is akin to the immortal gods. For the Marci Regis go back to the Ancus Martius, and the Julie, the family of which ours is a branch, to Venus. Our stock, therefore, has at once the sanctity of kings whose power is supreme among mortal men, and the claim to reverence which attaches to the gods, who hold sway over kings themselves.
3: This was another key aspect of Caesar's rise. He began constantly referring to his special heritage, which for a long time had been downplayed by his family.
0: Being the descendants of kings and gods and founders made Caesar seem like he was destined for greatness, and maybe he was.
3: After the funeral for his wife, Caesar finally traveled to Spain to serve his questorship, and in Spain, he suffered a midlife crisis.
2: Do you know who this statue is of, Marcus? Of course, it's Alexander the Great. Indeed, Alexander the Great the greatest conqueror this world has ever seen. By the age of 30, he had the entire world at his feet, all of society in the palm of his hands, all the knowledge of the universe in his head. And here I am at 31, standing before his statue, having done nothing of note in my own
0: life. I guess comparing yourself with Alexander the Great will do that to you.
3: Comparing yourself to anyone with the great officially in their name will probably do that.
0: Caesar decided to end his questorship early and move back to Rome. He was determined to make a name for himself amongst the Roman people, a name that may someday be as great as Alexander's.
3: And he started with another politically charged marriage to Pompeia, the granddaughter of Sulla.
0: Marrying the granddaughter of your former enemy, a man who wanted you killed? Anything to get ahead, I suppose.
3: All spare in love, war, and politics. It seems Caesar lived by that motto.
0: Caesar's way up the political ladder involved holding many minor positions, including curator of the Appian Way, Rome's longest and most important road of travel.
3: Where he put himself into debt rebuilding the roads, just so everyone entering Rome would see his work and know it was his work.
0: And then as the head of the festivals, or the Curel Aedile
3: where he also spent much money on hosting public games in order to gain favor with the public.
0: Caesar seemed to know the importance of getting your name out there.
3: Well, remember, that's what he was told throughout his childhood. That's what he thought he lost with his father's death. Caesar knew in Rome that your name and your legacy meant everything. He knew that when he looked at the statue of Alexander the Great.
0: And the eye on his legacy impacted his private life when an infidelity scandal surrounded his wife.
3: A divorce? You cannot be serious.
0: I am
2: very serious here, otherwise I would have never even brought up the idea.
3: But
0: Claudius was found innocent. All is back to being as it should. That includes us.
2: But the people are still suspicious of you, Pompeia, and the wife of Caesar must be above suspicion. We are through, and that is the end of the story.
3: The wife of Caesar must be above suspicion, Now that right there is a nice turn of phrase.
0: Caesar was very serious about his future. And any little thing that might disrupt his plans, he rid it from his life.
3: The man was driven, you can say that, anything to get to the next step.
0: Caesar continued to expand his resume. He was Pontifex Maximus in 63 BCE, Praetor in 62, and Proconsular that same year.
3: It was like ancient networking. Get your name out to everyone and anyone, because you never knew where a rise in power could come from. Caesar's political maneuvering finally led to him being elected consul in 59 BCE.
0: Consul was among the most important political positions in Roman society, really second only to being in the Senate itself. It was something that Caesar's father had aspired to become, and now, finally, a Caesar held the consul position.
3: But only after a controversial election in which all three candidates were accused of bribery and intimidation.
0: But at the end, it was Caesar and another man named Marcus Bibulus who held the consulship.
3: Caesar, now in a position of true power, began to really use it to his advantage.
0: A couple years before, Caesar, in debt from his time creating good roads and even better parties, asked for help of one of Rome's richest men, Marcus Licinius
3: Crassus. Crassus had agreed to pay some of Caesar's debts if he agreed to stand with Crassus against the policies of another man, Pompey the Great.
0: At the time, Caesar stood with Crassus. Now, he eyed a much bigger prize.
4: Why have you brought us together, Caesar? Why have you brought me to the same table as my enemy?
1: I ask the same question, Caesar. Which one of us do you mean to betray here?
2: Gentlemen, gentlemen, I betray no one. I am here in the greater interest of our beloved city. Listen, we are the three most powerful men in all of Rome. With Crassus's money, Pompey's power, and my influence, there is no one that can match our ability to control the business and politics of Rome. What are you suggesting? I suggest a partnership, an alliance between the three of us, to enact all the change and influence we could ever wish for. I'm sure the three of us can come to some agreements, and with only the best for us,
0: and for the city in mind, of course.
4: I am willing to listen.
0: As am I. Continue, Caesar. And with that, the first triumvirate was formed.
3: Or, as it was known to many Roman politicians at the time, the three-headed monster, Well, it does sound like something that, if you rewrote, you could easily turn into a Roman myth.
0: Caesar sweetened the deal by offering Pompey the hand of his daughter, Julia, and promising Crassus the repayment of his debts.
3: And Caesar himself engaged in another political marriage of his own, Calpurnia, the daughter of a high-ranking senator.
0: At first, the group operated in secret, only helping each other in the shadows of Rome.
3: But with any group that powerful, it eventually has to come out in the open.
0: When Caesar proposed a law that would redistribute lands to the poor by force, Crassus and Pompey both publicly supported it, outing the group's consolidation.
3: Caesar's fellow consul, Bibulus, could not stand idly by and watch this happen, though he might have wished he did.
1: This is an outrage. This is madness. We let these three run wild while the omens are unfavorable and the oracles only see darkness? I demand we make this new law void in order to protect this Republic. Silence him! Gods, do something now! Retreat! We We must retreat! retreat. No! We must, we must fight this injustice! Throw the horse excrement on them! Oh!
3: Oh. Whoa!
0: (laughs) Well, there's nothing more humiliating, or to some, more funny, than being covered in poop.
3: Bibulus probably didn't find it funny. But he sure was embarrassed. He spent the rest of his consulship in his home, refusing to come out.
0: Resulting in Caesar being unopposed in his power.
3: Especially considering that the senators and other leaders saw this incident and were intimidated to oppose Caesar as well.
0: Many Roman writers referred to 59 BCE as the consulship of Julius and Caesar.
3: As Caesar's year in the consulship was ending, many of Rome's most powerful were ready to nail Caesar for all of his misdeeds and plays at power.
0: But Caesar had the last laugh here as well. By the end of his time as consul, he was able to secure himself a position as the governor of Cisalpine Gaul.
3: But more importantly, he set his time as governor for a total of five years, which meant that he had immunity from prosecution for those entire five years.
0: As much as the aristocracy of Rome wanted to strangle Caesar, legally, now they couldn't.
3: And Caesar was smart enough to not take the chance that they would illegally strangle him, so as soon as his consulship was over, he rode off into the sunset towards Gaul.
0: Well, Caesar might have escaped Rome unscathed, but he now had to reset his life in many senses. He was away from Rome, back in large debt, and found himself in command of four legions of soldiers.
3: So he did what any sensible man would do. He conquered most of the known world.
0: Seems reasonable.
3: In that first year alone, Caesar raised an additional two legions of soldiers and took on the tribes that surrounded his area of rule. By year two, he had doubled the size of his army and had taken most of Gaul by force.
0: Caesar was officially in take-no-prisoners mode.
4: Sir! We're coming across a river. I see that, soldier.
1: Shall I prepare the boats, sir?
2: No, no. Gather what materials you can. We're going to build a bridge. Excuse me, sir? Are you deaf, soldier? We're going to build a bridge across this river and continue this conquest. But, sir, we could just take the boats. The boats limit how many of us can cross, soldier. And besides that, we must show these tribes that we are Romans. We must show them that nobody can match our power, our passion, and our ability to take the fight to them, no matter which river or mountain they hide behind. We are Rome, and we will take our enemies no matter the cost. Yes, Yes, sir. sir. And besides, a bridge is just more dignified.
3: We'll return to our story in just a moment. Now, back to the life of Julius Caesar. Soon, all of Gaul was taken, now under Caesar's control. He controversially included the Germanic tribes he conquered into his army, since it was against Roman law to include foreign lands in Roman armies.
0: Caesar reunited with his triumvirate buddies to consolidate their alliance. Crassus and Pompey agreed to run for consulship, and after they succeeded in getting elected, they extended Caesar's governorship to an unprecedented ten years.
3: Not only could Caesar continue to avoid being taken to task for his brash political and military actions, but now he could continue to be Alexander the Great and have the world at his feet.
0: And with most of modern-day Europe now under his grasp, Caesar looked across the sea to the Isle of Britain,
3: For once, however, Caesar found himself in a stalemate, and due to an approaching winter, he had to retreat.
0: Hmm. If the Germans had studied their Julius Caesar history before invading Russia in World War II, well, who knows?
3: In the spring, however, Caesar returned to Britain with a bigger army and a better sense of the land, and was very close to completely overtaking it.
0: Which would have completely altered the history of Western civilization as we know it.
3: The British Empire would have ended before it had begun. The monarchy, Britain's financial power, its eventual expansion around the world and throughout Europe, all probably would not have happened had Britain fallen to the Roman Empire.
0: Even imagining how Britain would have fared during the fall of the Roman Empire, it's hard to imagine the implication of a Roman takeover of the UK.
3: Fortunately for Britain, and unfortunately for Caesar back in Rome, things were erupting into chaos.
0: Crassus had been killed in an unsuccessful invasion of the East, and Julia had died while giving birth to Pompey's child.
3: Word got back to Caesar of Crassus and Julia's deaths, and that Pompey had been elected emergency consul.
0: Caesar saw the triumvirate crumbling before his eyes, and offered Pompey the hand of his great-niece. But Pompey had already married the daughter of a noted political opponent of Caesar's. The triumvirate was no more. Seeing the signs on the wall that Rome was on the verge of a civil war, Caesar left Britain before his conquest could be completed. Rome came before his personal thirst for power.
3: But for good measure, he stopped a couple of Gallic revolts on the way back home and continued to grow his army as they marched to Rome.
0: Man, Caesar on the warpath, literally. He was taking things over for nine straight years.
3: According to Greek and Roman historian Plutarch, During his governorship, Caesar killed one million men, enslaved one million more, conquered 300 tribes, and burned 800 cities to the ground.
0: That's probably a bit of an exaggeration.
3: Probably, but considering how much ground Caesar covered, it honestly might not be that far off.
0: By 50 BCE, Caesar was finally home, ready to take on his city.
1: Sir, we are approaching the Rubicon. Are you sure you only need a single legion, sir? We're
0: all ready to fight for you.
1: Stand down,
2: soldier. One legion will be more than enough. They already fear the idea of me. There's no need to expend more men or energy than necessary. Yes, sir. We are ready when you are, sir. Let the die be cast. Let's go, men.
3: Caesar was correct in his assumption despite having a larger army than Caesar did, Pompey and many of his followers fled the city as soon as word of Caesar's arrival reached the Senate.
0: Talk about your reputation preceding you.
3: With Pompey out of the city, Caesar arrived and placed his most trusted general, Mark Antony, in charge of the city while he left to pursue Pompey, now seen as a traitor for leaving Rome in its time of need.
0: Caesar's army marched for 27 straight days, finally catching up to Pompey in Greece. Though Pompey was able to escape, Caesar handily defeated Pompey's army and accepted their surrender.
3: Caesar returned to Rome, now a hero instead of the feared power-hungry criminal he had been seen as ten years before.
0: Quite a turnaround. The name of Caesar was once again held in high regard.
3: He was appointed dictator, but immediately stepped down from the position in order to temporarily restore the Republic and become a consul again
0: which allowed him to leave for Egypt when he received word that Pompey had made an appearance there.
3: When he arrived in Egypt, however, he discovered that Pompey had already been assassinated. He was presented with Pompey's head.
0: Allegedly, Caesar began to cry and sentenced the assassins to death under Roman law.
3: Caesar had a very complicated relationship with Pompey. He was a friend, partner, husband of his daughter, and great enemy. I wouldn't doubt Caesar broke down at that moment.
0: While in Egypt, Caesar decided to see if he could make some alliances.
3: It was here that he met Cleopatra.
1: Queen Cleopatra, I present Consul Julius Caesar of Rome.
3: Thank you. You are dismissed.
2: A pleasure to meet you, Cleopatra.
3: The pleasure is all mine. Welcome to Egypt.
2: Thank you. Egypt has indeed been quite welcoming.
3: Assassinating your greatest enemy, I suppose that's welcoming?
2: I was most disappointed that I didn't strike the final blow to Pompey himself. But I came here to see justice be served on Rome's behalf. And though not the way I intended, it is a result all the same.
3: And yet you still had the assassins killed.
2: Well, yes. Murder is murder. A crime no matter the victim. Surely you would agree.
3: You are a ruthless man, Caesar
2: there is no other way for Caesar to be.
3: You are welcome to stay in the palace if you choose to stay in Egypt for a while.
2: Thank you. I look forward to delving into many more of Egypt's beauties and treasures.
0: And thus begin a legendary romance between Julius Caesar and Queen Cleopatra.
3: When Cleopatra and her brother went to war against each other, it was her alliance with Caesar that turned the tide of battle. Caesar's armies quickly installed Cleopatra as the sole pharaoh of Egypt.
0: Cleopatra and Caesar never married or really made their relationship public, although it was the worst kept secret in all of Rome.
3: Cleopatra was a constant visitor of Caesar's villa. It wasn't hard to connect the dots.
0: The two of them did likely have a son together, and up until Caesar's death, they were in love.
3: No one in Rome ever took Caesar to task for having a romance with Cleopatra while he was still married. In Rome, it wasn't considered adultery if the relationship was with a person of a foreign land.
0: Another reason for Caesar getting away with it was that now he was a completely beloved leader of the Roman people. Come on, he had to have some enemies. Obviously, but instead of conscripting them like Sulla had done in his youth, Caesar pardoned them all.
3: He kept all his enemies alive? How was that a good idea?
0: Well, after he took out the last of Pompey's supporters around the outskirts of the Roman Empire, Caesar returned to Rome and initially made peace with everyone he could. With him not killing anyone else, everyone was comfortable with Caesar's rule. No one really opposed him, and he was made dictator with pretty much no issues.
3: Well, not everyone was comfortable with Caesar. There were some that found the celebration of Caesar's return in very poor taste, as it was Romans he defeated, not foreign invaders.
0: In any case, Caesar kept his dictatorship this time around and began to enact sweeping changes.
3: Caesar never allowed the images of his youth to escape him, and he realized that since the days of Marius and Sulla's war, that the Roman Republic had been in a state of a constant anarchy, and that the power struggle between the consuls, the Senate, and the triumphs would only serve to contribute to the fall of Rome.
0: So he established a new constitution in hopes of restoring the government into a strong unit and in hopes of uniting all of Rome's various territories into a single cohesive empire.
3: Caesar went to work passing non-stop legislation that he felt helped work towards his new goal. He took a new census in order to lessen the tax and grain burden placed upon the people. He restructured debt and rewarded families who bore many children, hoping to quickly repopulate Rome after so many wars.
0: His longest lasting legacy was the restructuring of the calendar. He took inspiration from the Egyptian calendar, which was based upon the sun, and added three months to account for difference in season.
3: The Julian calendar made its debut on January 1st, 45 BCE, and it basically is the calendar we still use today.
0: Well, the most important decision at the time, and the one that directly led to Caesar's downfall, was the changes he made to the Senate.
2: From here on out, I and I alone will make all decisions that will have an impact on our great empire. You are all welcome to come in and debate the matter as you wish, but all laws... All matters of state will come by my hand.
1: This is betrayal. This goes against all that Rome stands for.
2: This is for everything that Rome stands for. This is a rebirth of this great city, this great empire. After years of you fools wasting our time and money in arguments and civil war, it is time someone rose to the occasion to return Rome to its original splendor. And that person is Julius Caesar.
3: Yeah, remember those people that weren't too happy with the celebration of Caesar's return? It was mostly the Senate.
0: The Senate saw the Republic crumbling before their eyes, and they knew they had to act and act fast.
3: So, as you probably remember from reading your Shakespeare in high school, many of the senators, including Caesar's trusted General Brutus, conspired to murder Caesar and restore the Senate's power.
0: What you may not know is that Shakespeare wasn't creating fiction when he wrote about the soothsayer warning Caesar of the Ides of March.
3: Beware the Ides of March. In fact, Caesar allegedly had plenty of warning before his assassination.
0: According to legend, a bird flew into the Hall of Pompeii just days before the murder took place and tore a laurel branch to pieces as if Pompey had come back to devise the death of his enemy.
3: And a friend had said that one of his horses wandered off and began to cry, signifying a great death was about to occur.
0: And even a few months before, a tomb in the Roman colony of Capua was opened, and allegedly, one of the vases inside was inscribed with a warning that Italy would pay a great price if the tomb was ever disturbed.
3: Basically, the entire universe was trying to warn Caesar of this great tragedy.
0: Some Roman historians question why Caesar didn't take more heed of these warnings.
3: Some theorize that Caesar knew he was growing ill and did not care if he died soon, or that he knew that his death would only further his cause.
0: While others theorize that Caesar was buying into his own hype, and that he was a god who couldn't be touched.
3: On March 15th, 44 BCE, one of the most notable and famous deaths in all of history occurred.
0: But fate tried to intervene one more time.
3: Mark Anthony! Why? Uh, What's
1: the rush? I have no time for your games, Trebonius. I must make it to the Senate floor before— But, Anthony, they are already in the middle of their meeting. To interrupt them would not be wise. You don't understand. They're going to— Oh, no. You're not in on this too, Trebonius. It's too late, Anthony. By now the deed is done. It is for the best of this Republic. There's nothing you can do. You monsters! You failed to realize what you are doing! But you are starting! Let me through, now! It is useless. There is nothing you can do to save him. Don't make yourself an enemy.
3: Are you not an enemy for killing an innocent man in cold blood? Let me go! Let me go! Mark Antony would fail to reach Caesar in time. Ignorant of what was to come, Caesar stepped into the Senate chambers and never again stepped out.
2: You too, my child. Uh.
3: Julius Caesar was dead at the age of 55.
0: But as much as the Senate tried, they couldn't quiet the legacy of Caesar.
3: Their conspiracy would fail. The Roman people, who had taken a liking to Caesar, would revolt against the Senate. Mark Antony would lead Caesar's loyal soldiers into war against the last vestiges of the Republic.
0: The Roman Empire had begun. Caesar's adoptive son, Gaius Octavius Augustus, would eventually become Rome's first emperor.
3: Julius Caesar looked his whole life to leave a legacy and to bring greatness to the Caesar name and I would say he was pretty successful at it. It's hard to put into words exactly what Caesar's legacy is. It expands far beyond what we can ever imagine.
0: He began the Roman Empire, helping to spread Rome's influence and intellect around the globe. He is the iconic image of the dictator, one of the earliest examples of the cult of personality, and inspired people such as Napoleon and Mussolini to practice their own form of Caesarian rule.
3: But the fact that Julius Caesar is one of history's most famous names, and that we are still talking about him here and now, says as much about Julius' legacy than anything else could. He wanted to be remembered, and he truly is. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes of Famous Fates and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Famous Fates is a Spotify exclusive.
0: Well, not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals like Famous Fates for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker.
3: To stream Famous Fates on Spotify, just open the app and type Famous Fates in the search bar. Remember, it's a Spotify exclusive, so you can only find the show right here.
0: And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Parcast and Twitter at Parcast Network.
3: We'll see you next time.
0: If you want to hear more episodes like this, subscribe to Famous Fates, available exclusively on Spotify.